developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. You're about to hear a preview of Partially Examined Life supporter-exclusive content. To learn how to get the whole thing, check out partiallyexaminedlife.com slash support. You're listening to Partially Examined Life, episode 303, part three. You've been discussing H.L.A. Hart's book, The Concept of Law from 1961. We were up to chapter six, Foundations of a Legal System. Were there any points left over from last time that since it's been a few days since we recorded that, (laughs) parts one and two that you wanted to bring up? So where we left off, we left off at the end of chapter five, the elements of law, section three, Mm -hmm. where we describe some defects of the way pre-legal rules work in primitive societies and those were uncertainty the doubts about the scope of the rule procedures for resolving them the staticness of rules how do you change them inefficiency how do you enforce doesn't happen quickly it can lead to vendettas and so we get these remedies one of which is the rule of recognition which basically gives you a procedure for determining what is and isn't a law So it's a part of the way you start to codify this. And then, so now he is going to go into the way this rule of recognition is related to the concept of legal validity in this section one. He talks again about Austin and the idea of the legal system is founded on the majority of a social group habitually obeying orders backed by threats from a sovereign that is not itself obedient to anyone. Mm -hmm. And he wants to say, Really, the rule of recognition is actually the foundational thing for a legal system. If you want to say, hey, what's he replacing that whole model, that Austinian model with? It's the rule of recognition. He calls it the scoring rule of a game. So if your legal system, your primary set of rules are sort of the laws themselves, the secondary aspect are the rules for the rules or the laws for the laws, the process for the processes. That's what the rule of recognition gives you the structure for, right? It gives you the origin. Well, it says authoritative criteria for identifying those primary rules. Yeah. Which, and in our system, you know, it's a lot of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. You've got the Constitution, the legislature, you've got judicial precedent, and then you've got to be able to rank those things when they're in conflict and say, you know, which standard is superior to, to which. Presidential privilege, of course, being... <laughs> number one also the uh the absolute unquestionable power of the of the president is an important <laughs> feature yeah it's easier to explain hart is british and he is aware of american writers and talks about them now and again but at least uses as has his example that the queen and parliament are the bedrock for british law i don't know if that's an oversimplification but if you ask why You can do a chain of justification from any given thing that you're considering, and it ultimately is going to boil down to, well, because that's what the legislature and the queen, so he doesn't even resolve that in his supposedly hugely simplified version. 
state. Yeah, I mean, that's one way of saying, how do we identify the primary rules? You know, what's the legislative process? Well, the queen, ultimately, the, the last step is the queen says it's a law, which sure. is really a formality, right? It's an interesting thing to focus on because she doesn't really have any power. But Yeah. He has this section about unstated rules, and this question sort of lurks around, I think. It goes towards the question of people accepting the rules or part of a legal system in the end for you having a, I think he would say, having a legal system at all means that you need to have part of that's acceptance and a certain amount of acceptance. And the criteria for that is enough so that it works. Otherwise, you have a lawless state and that's in the absence of a legal system. Part of this is going on in section one, in page 102, but it's happening in a number of places. He calls this attitude of shared acceptance of rules is to be contrasted with an observer who records ab extra the fact that the social group accepts the rules, but does not himself accept them. So part of this is the internal versus the external. I'm wondering about the unstated rules that go into like saying like, is part of the necessary condition that we agree that we should have a rule of law at all, for instance? Yeah, I mean, I think you're onto something important here that he's going to build to, which is the way in which the pre-legal customary of part of things lives on. It's kind of like the god of the system or the, you know, what's the bedrock? What's the first mover of the system? And the first mover can't just be a rule per se. It has to be the habitual, well, I don't know if habitual is the right word, but it has to be the, the acceptance and maybe it's the habit of doing it, right? So he'll say the rule of recognition is seldom formulated as a rule right? It's not stated, but shown. This is kind of reminiscent of Wittgenstein here. It's shown in the way that courts operate. It's shown in the way that private individuals operate when they make wills and do that other civil stuff with each other. This is the part where he talks about scoring a game. This is related to what he calls the internal point of view, right? Because this is what goes into acceptance. Acceptance is all about that normative component, the belief that it's obligatory which itself can't be codified as a rule. So when we say, you know, from the internal point of view, it's a law that this is the law. Mm -hmm. This is what must be done. So even if you formulate the rule of recognition, if you say, well, this is the way the legislature has to work, or this is the way it's got to be consistent with the constitution, you can always go one level lower. I don't know if I'm making this clear, but the ultimate bedrock the foundation can't just be what's written it just has to be the fact that people are going to accept that right if you say the law is what's written on this tree and that's the rule of recognition it doesn't actually mean anything unless there's that implicit agreement unless people accept it and, and behave that way the rule of recognition it's almost like it's recognized through behavior in other words it's through use there's a certain way that people behave and it can be implied or it can be somewhat implicit, I should say. But the rule itself, if it were written down and we would have to say, this is the rule of recognition, then in essence, what we've just done is created another primary law. But it's an important point that it's almost like the concept of a closed system where there's always going to be something outside the system that can't be proved within the system, but yet is required for the system to be valid. And so this notion of use becomes particularly important, as he says, in more complex systems, because there are multiple sources of laws. And then you also have 
judges and lawyers and a kind of judiciary kind of level as well as a legislative level that complicates things. And so it's almost like it's only through active acts of recognition or active disputes about acts of recognition that the rule of recognition takes shape. It's a hierarchy of rules of recognition. Wes put forward the idea, well, we have a constitution. That seems like a good example of a rule of recognition, as well as the rules embodied in there. And there, it seems like, at some level, the whole class of secondary rules are structuring rules of recognition. But you have this hierarchy, well, who is the adjudicator? of this set of rules and who's the adjudicator of that. But eventually you peel back, as we've just been mentioning, to there's a kind of acclamation. We agree to abide by these rules more or less. And this is where I feel like the condition of a valid legal system as part of it being that people obey is coming in. In some ways, that criteria is one of the bedrock rules of recognition. People are obeying the rules. The use in question is not, I think, primarily for Hart, the individual citizens obeying the rules. It's the legal process. You're right about that. Which are the supreme criteria. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just wonder if there's something kind of circular or I like this whole Wittgensteinian talk because that makes the whole thing sound like it's a gestalt phenomenon, you know, that you've got a system and supposedly it has some ranks within it. But the only reason the ranks are established is because they're sort of treated that way by ongoing use, and that use could change. So even though the Constitution is supposed to be our foundational document, right now it looks like the Ninth Amendment, as we'll talk more about, the one that says, it looks like the judges can't make a lot of sense of that in order to say, I'm doing this because of the Ninth Amendment. And so it's as if the Ninth Amendment isn't even there. I'm not sure if this is really accurate, but just you know, as an example, you could imagine a history in which we took the Second Amendment that way. You know, The Second Amendment says, right to bear arms, in a militia. And so judges could have interpreted that, which they did not, as, well, we don't really have militias anymore, so pass all the gun regulations you want. It's an appendix of the Constitution because it's not really being used. Yeah, so he talks about obsolescence. And there's so many things in the legal code that if this is just not enforced, not enforced, somebody could bring a a suit up on one of these ancient sodomy laws, and then it might go up and up the court and be struck and down, officially removed from the record by somebody saying, we, now we've determined it unconstitutional or, you know, in conflict with something that's been... The right to privacy. That's higher in the hierarchy. Yes. Yep. But until that move is made, until that challenge is made, it's sort of in limbo. If that sounds like the kind of thing that you want to hear more about, then please go to partiallyexaminelife.com slash support. Thanks for listening. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 